At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny. The warmth of Fredo and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here and this season takes it to a whole new level old school legends modern power players and ex-lovers are all competing in cape town south africa for the prize of three hundred thousand dollars and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast listen to mtv's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts All right, here we go. Welcome into the program. It is Follow the Money on VSIN, the sports betting network here early on a Labor Day. Hope everybody had a great, safe, and a fun holiday weekend. Uh, we are live in downtown Las Vegas from the Circa Resort and Casino. Fun show lined up on tap today. Uh, two guests, as we will every Monday throughout the entire football season. Michael Lombardi, an hour from right now, and Kenny White in two hours. And we will talk a lot of college football, of course, in the first hour of Follow the Money is presented exclusively by Bet Rivers, your hometown sports book. Check out their daily specials at betrivers.com. We will put a bow on the weekend that was in college football. I know we do have one more game coming up tonight, but uh, took in almost all of the action, Paulie, over the weekend. And let's begin with the game that we saw last night. Very entertaining game, super high scoring, completely went over the total. Uh, Florida State covered the game, uh, could have won it. It went to overtime. We saw McKinsey Milton come in. That was a great. I, I'm, it was more than a cameo. It looked like it was going to be a cameo that he came in and he played the rest of the game there in the fourth quarter uh, and overtime. A little sloppy, but it was a great story to see, obviously, off that uh, the, the major leg injury from a couple of years ago. Who saw that coming from Jack Cohn? Huh? That was the game of his life last night. Not Wisconsin. No, no, ever. No. You think they could have this one back? But yep. Okay, we can tie this all in together today, but, I mean, he looked tremendous last night. And if they can clean up a couple of things this year, and, uh, you know, Brian Kelly's quote after the game was going to take off today like wildfire, but uh, I thought the offense was really good. They have good personnel. He likes the team again this year. They're going to be a player. I mean, the defense wasn't good, but, you know, give credit, I guess, to Norvell a little bit. He was spotty throughout the game, but that was overall a very, very entertaining contest last night. Yeah, I think uh, Florida State's playing the wrong quarterback. Yeah. Notre Dame also couldn't run the ball and had issues stopping the run. Going to be a problem when they take on Cincinnati and go through that tough schedule where it's all these teams they're playing are coming off a bye week. The tight end's going to be a problem for whoever they play. No question. I mean, he's a beast, that big kid. But uh, Cohen, phenomenal. Horrible job by Wisconsin. How oh, it worked out, keeping Mertz. But an entertaining game. I was shocked Milton wasn't in there till late. And the kid, you know, with the Thurman Thomas, can't find the helmet. Then they said, well, let's just stick with the Milton kid. Right. But that is a great story, considering he almost lost a leg. And uh, I guess, uh, I don't know. They're not into moral victories at Florida State, but certainly the expectations, it'd just be they probably die to win nine games at this point. 
So the fact that they could hang in there against a good Notre Dame team right. and then that big comeback before it goes to overtime. And once again, you can never trust a kicker in college football. Well, that, we'll get that to whole that, sequence. That Kent was... State game, we'll get to the like, But that, right, you can't trust kickers, period, in this sport. Well, what happened there, though? Okay, so it's a 50-yarder. His own, right, his own coach ices him. He makes the field goal. You know what was going to happen. You knew exactly how this was going to play out. And then they go to replay. Uh, I don't know about that call, by the way. Like, that's what they did after they went to the booth. Like, that's an incomplete pass by Milton. What are you doing here? The tuck mm-hmm. rule all over again? Yeah. That was nonsense. And then they, you know, they spotted up to the 19 or 20-yard line. Hey, get out there and kick it again. Of course he was going to miss the field goal. That's the way it plays out every single time. Mm-hmm. You also, if you have a chance to win the game in this sport, you don't settle for like a 40, ever, 45. Ever. Look at Louisiana Tech. Yeah. And then what Notre Dame, it worked out for Notre Dame. But try to get as close as possible. Even an extra points an adventure in this sport. Yes. Give me a break. But again, I, the, the Florida State kid can't throw the ball. That's why I, I, I couldn't believe what I was watching. What? Really? That's the guy you're going with as opposed yeah. to a guy who was a Heisman candidate well, at Central Florida? Well, did you Injury see the... or not, hadn't played in three years, but you could just see the... How the difference was in the offense when he comes in throwing the ball. Well, the the reports came out last night, like a half an hour before the game started. Like three quarterbacks were in the Florida State warmups. There was mm-hmm. no sign of McKenzie Milton. And at that point, you're like, okay, well, he's not going to get the start, obviously. He's not out there on the field practicing. But then to see exactly how it played out, you're right. I mean, the the it just like if you're watching that game unfold, why did it take so long to make that decision? What an atmosphere, by the way. Yeah. It's good. great to have college football back. It is ball. the best. Yes. It's amazing. I will say this, though. The Wisconsin program is such a nightmare offensively, specifically to quarterbacks. I don't think if Jack Cohen would have stayed at Wisconsin, I don't think he plays like that. That's a tip of the cap to Brian Kelly and how, you know, he can he can make guys look sure. better than what they I'll have been. That. I'll give you, you that because I'm not a Chris fan. I don't. No, no, no. Not, that guy's and, not a good coach. And here, here's what I'll, I will ask people. No. Like, if, if Cohen was still on Wisconsin... Do they beat Penn State on Saturday? Quite frankly, I don't know. And I'll flip it around and say, if Graham Mertz was the quarterback for Notre Dame, does he look like that last night? I mean, it's easy to say no after what we watched with him on Saturday against the uh, Nittany Lions. But maybe he was a five-star kid. Maybe Brian Kelly makes him look a little bit better. But that was just um, tough to watch. Welcome into the program. This is Follow the Money here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Mitch Moss, Paulie Howard here early on Labor Day, Monday morning, talking college football here to kick off. Uh, the week, and then, of course, week one with the NFL coming up on Thursday night as well. So that game was a lot of fun last night. Again, it flew over the total. Cohen looked great. Uh, Florida State ended up covering the game, did go to overtime. Florida State, again, needs a defense. Yeah, right. They need an offensive line again. That's going to be an issue the way it appears. Mm -hmm. Uh, Also, what took place this weekend, how much trouble could the ACC be in here? Well, specifically Clemson. That's why that game was so important. Because now Clemson couldn't protect the quarterback. Great job by Georgia in the game plan, but they only scored three points. And now you look at what happened around the conference. We told you going in, Clemson's schedule stinks the rest of the way, especially the non-conference. It's UConn, South Carolina, South Carolina State. You're not taking on Carolina. Nice job there, guys. You rip up your Howell tickets for Heisman. You don't play Miami. Uh, I mean, mean, what are they going to – at the end of the day, their best win might be NC State. That's the way it appears. So, I mean, it's, Clemson's in real trouble here. That, number one, you're going to have to run the table. And, number two, you're going to need you're going to need Georgia to, like, win the SEC and, and win out. Well, which can happen. I mean, yeah, but, uh, yeah. I mean, but a lot's going to have to happen now. Where Clemson's, Clemson's in a world of hurt. Well, I, will, I, I, I will say this about Clemson. Look, I mean, the, the Georgia defense is going to be the real deal again this year, right? Like, they're going to do that to a lot of teams that they play this year. They're awesome. The Clemson, which means the Clemson offense is going to look a lot better than what they did uh, on Saturday night. Like the offensive line could be, you know, an issue for most of the year, but it's they're not going to be facing this Georgia front again until they would have to go into the playoff uh, potentially. But so their their offense is going to be fine. Uh, they're going to score a lot of points. They're going to put, uh, you know, a beat down on plenty of teams that they have on their schedule. But the problem is, Paul, even if they do all of that and they go eleven and one and go into the ACC title game. At that point, if you project ahead to, you know, November, there's not going to be any meat on the bone whatsoever. No. Because that schedule beyond the Georgia game looks so bad. Yep. And if Georgia loses a close game to Alabama, and if they happen to uh, stumble along the way and they have two losses, he's still going to say, well, I'll take Georgia. They, they won that first game head-to-head. 180 yards, seven sacks. The pick six enormous. 
Who knows what happens if he doesn't throw the pick six? Well, we probably go to overtime yeah. tied at three. And we knew Clemson had a great defense, too, because they returned oh, 10 they... starters. But, they, you know, Georgia's got a lot of things to fix offensively as well. So I think Paul Stone's comments about dial down the JT Daniels hype, that's fair, although you're going against a great team. But uh, we said Friday, too, Dabo used to be automatic in this spot. Not anymore. That's now three and three straight up. Last six games against top uh, 10 opponents. And an intriguing game coming up. Georgia better not look ahead. UAB maybe can keep that close. Well, more importantly, from a gambling standpoint, that was if you, you know, again, watching games, getting involved in play, in the first quarter, you could tell that this was going to be, it appeared it was going to be a dead under in the game. And so firing on that game with the total when it was 47 and a half, 44 and a half, 43 and a half, when it was moving in the first quarter. And by the way, neither once you notice that neither coach was going to have a set of onions in the game, Plenty, uh, of, plenty of opportunities for both teams, you know, with positive territory, fourth and short. Can you go for it one time, guys, please? And they're, they're playing a field position game. And you notice that that's how it's going to play out. Like, they're not going to take a chance in this game tonight. They don't trust the offenses no. at, this, at this point. Kirby wanted no part of fourth and short from midfield. No. He wanted to punt and pin them. It's like he was allergic to it. He was. Absolutely. But So, I think b- the comment yeah. is going to go for both of these teams. Their defenses are so good, they'll do that to opposing offenses. Yet I do have faith that the Georgia offense will be better, again, based on who they play, because the Clemson defense is one of the best in the entire country. And now what you said about maybe going 12-1 and one or whatever, you can. I want, I want the prop up. Bet Rivers put this up, right? Will two teams from the SEC make the playoff has to be a pretty significant favorite right now to get in. Because the loser of that SEC title game, if they're both 12-0, and 0, if that's the way it plays out, you can pencil them in right now. Because, again, maybe it would be Ohio State. But who else are you going to go for? Uh, Oklahoma almost lost. Again, this is the same story for 15 years with Oklahoma. Well, if i got to hear about this defense one more time. Oh, sure, yeah. I'm going to go vomit during the yeah. commercial breaks. It's every year. And the Pac-12? Okay, sure. Of course. Yeah. Thanks for checking in already uh, okay. for the season. You're going to win for UCLA, though. And uh, LSU, that is called travel and a true road game. So uh, enjoy that, Foghorn Leghorn. It's finally the SEC traveled. A, well, great, a good distance and had to play a true road game, and they got beat. So that was fun to see. Yeah, LSU's done that a lot. No, I give them credit. LSU, yeah, will, yeah LSU will make the trip. Uh, Georgia's gone to Arizona State. Um, Georgia never went to Boise, even though Boise had to go to Atlanta twice. We went to Atlanta once and then went to Athens once. But uh, great, good job for Chip Kelly. And again, the LSU defense get, ga- get gashed on the ground, and LSU has all kinds of issues defensively. But a rough start for the Pac-12. Rough start for Oklahoma. Outscored 21-3 in the second half they were outscored. Uh-huh. At home, how does that happen? Okay? But this this is lunacy what's going on. It's every year they can't get stops. And how am I going to take them seriously? Whether they, they come out of that the Big 12 and go to the playoff or not, it's like it's going to be the same song and dance. They're, they're going to give up a 40-burger at least. So, and, and the other thing, to start the day, it was offensive we must get rid of these preseason polls. Brand name bias, whatever you want to say. How the hell was Wisconsin 12th going into that game? Mertz played well against Illinois and then fell off a cliff. And then how do you, the impossible happen? You run 95 plays and score 10 points. It was a car accident. You had to luck away. At one point, they ran 31 of 34 plays. The time of possession was 42-17. Total domination in the first half. Fumbles, turnovers, can't score. And then you're going, not like you're going against Belichick on the other side. Franklin had lost 12 in a row on the road against top 15 programs. Not only are you at all the mistakes on offense and you can't score, not one, not two, three defensive breakdowns, blown coverages. They handed the game to Penn State. Handed them the game. Yep. Th- that game was embarrassing for the program. The-, the fans should be ashamed to actually sit through this crap one more time. And... Uh... Yeah, I put this out on Twitter over the weekend at Mitch Moss Radio. I said, give me, give me the analogy to Wisconsin football. I said, what's the team that has been the same exact thing, a carbon copy of itself over the years for like 25 or 30 years? What comes close to this team? It's the same exact offense and game plan and execution that we have seen now for since I was like a high schooler. Nothing has changed. It's the, you want to get progressive? You want to be like an Oregon? Oh, my God. You're not even in the same conversation. And I don't know. I just, if you weren't brave, if you're a Wisconsin fan and you're not breaking stuff at the house, then I, I, I just, it was impossible to watch, Paul. 95 plays, they had the ball for almost 43 minutes. They scored 10 <laughs> points. Yeah. I felt like it was mm. 
on a loop watching the game where they had a never-ending first and goal. And they came away with no points. What happened in that game should be impossible. And it's just like they pulled it off without, without a problem whatsoever, without a hitch. You're watching that first half. You're like, how are these teams ranked? Who's voting here? I, mean, I, don't, I don't understand that. You have to have better options. And, and Well, here's another one for you, too, when it comes to recruiting rankings. How is Graham Mertz a five-star kid? Yeah. Or is it because mm-hmm. he went to that program, that's where his career went to die? Would he have been a true like four- or five-star kid had he gone to another program, a competent offensive program? Again, they've had one quarterback in my lifetime that's good, Russell Wilson. And somebody <laughs> pointed out to me over the weekend, they said, by the way, they don't get credit for it. He was already established at NC State. That's true. Great point. Great point. So they, they have uh, never been able yeah. to develop a quarterback in my life. Think about that for a second. And they have been like a top five, top 10, top 15, top 20 ranked team for as long as I can remember. Mm-hmm. My God. Yep. Gave the game away. Uh, by, by the way. Vomit-inducing. The, the, the best analogy that I got, somebody said Wisconsin basketball. That's fair. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Good job by Texas. You know, actually, it was a great schedule. Some of the games didn't work out. USC had an easy time against San Jose State. Texas pulled away late against Louisiana. There were two huge plays in that game. Texas was driving. They fumbled. They jumped on it. Louisiana was driving. They fumbled. Texas recovered. Uh, but the offense looked good. Louisiana had no answer for the running game. And a good win and a good start for Sark. And Texas, Campbell struggles again to start the season. That is 16-10, to 10, and Northern Iowa has the ball with a chance to win the game. They open a 35-point underdog here. Yeah. 35-point dog, and it's 16-10 to 10 for uh, Lombardi. So that, that was uh, a tough scene for Iowa State. Iowa looked fantastic. Uh, the first pick six, not the quarterback's fault. The second pick six was a horrible throw. But again, you really have to uh, be, Iowa's going to be a factor here. That's six of their last seven wins by a, a blowout, by two touchdowns at least. Well, rough start for Indiana. So to open up a can of whoop-ass like that, a great job by Iowa and to now, start that game in, in an easy cover. I mean, that's, that's the marquee game of the weekend coming up, yeah? Iowa-Iowa State? And Oregon-Ohio State. Yeah, Iowa State's yeah. laying three and a half in that game. Wow, well, hard to make the case for Oregon, though, too. Again, it's the Pac-12 in a big game. Congrats to both schools for scheduling this. Uh, but you, you couldn't slow down Fresno State, and now you got to go against Stroud, Stroud on the road in a hostile environment yeah. with all those people. That'll be difficult. Yeah. The other thing, and we talked about it Friday, could we just could Miami just compete? Is that too much to ask? I mean, can Miami have, have a, a decent defense? Diaz was taken over. The answer Same is yes, thing. too much but to it's, ask. No, but it's Saban again. Boy, 15 straight to start the season at Alabama, season openers, and the average margin of victory was, what, 28 points per game? No problem. 44 to 13. Easy pure, cover again. And, and it doesn't damage. matter who the quarterback is. No. Video game numbers, sick offense. Alabama just reloads. Incredible wide receivers yet again. Uh, I know you mentioned the Pac 12, but the Pac 12 North overall, they were one in five. Uh, a really bad opening weekend for the Pac 12. Um, UCLA again, nice win over LSU. That was a fun game to watch. They look good. But Washington scores seven points against Montana. Oh, boy. Good job by Bobby Howell. Oh, I mean, he, my... He's a good coach at that level. Is that Bobby? Yeah, it's it his is team. Bobby. It's his team, yeah. Good for him. Yeah. Uh, how about Stanford again with David Shaw? How much time is left on his coaching career up in uh, the Bay Area? Never understood the hype. Here's a guy who goes to Stanford and can't figure out third grade math. And he did. Now, he usually is good for a field goal from the two-yard line or a punt deep in the opponent's territory. He did it again, although it was fourth and long. He punted from the K-State 36. Well, but, but a bigger issue than that, Paulie. They're down 24 nothing. They're, they're draining the clock to four seconds before they're snapping plays. They score a touchdown to make it 24-6. What's the obvious play again there? Again, with your third-grade math, right? Y- you go for two. You try to make it a two-score game. No sense of urgency. Nope. We're going to kick the extra point. Get then he, then he goes onside. Yep. Yeah. Sure, you got it. None of it makes sense at all from this guy. And it's 2021, and somehow he gets a pass. And somehow he was floated out there to be like a, this hot co- coaching commodity where the NFL has to hire him sooner than later. And... You know, this is a really good gambling nugget so far. Unders, 47 and 26 per David Purdom. 47 and 26 to the unders. Why would that be? You think stadiums that are full have something to do with that now? Where 70,000 fans screaming, hollering, maybe even more than that at college stadiums, making it difficult for the offenses? I just, well, maybe, but I just think it was because last year defenses were at such a disadvantage. 
because you, you you have more chemistry with the offense, not knowing who's going to play and who's out and all the COVID problems, and you couldn't practice. That that's that was thrown out there by several analysts over the weekend, which I, I guess I'll have to go with that. Yeah. Although, also, other than that, I don't have an explanation. Although, the, but also the quarterbacks in those stadiums that were empty last year, having no problem calling out their plays, audibly and whatever sure. they wanted to do. And it was easy for the offense to understand him, hear him, not, no, have no problems like that. That could, could be something there. But again, 21 games over 500 at this point with the owners after the first weekend is yep. pretty strong. Yeah, great to have it back. How good was Enter Sandman on Friday? Oh, my God. Enter Sandman and jump around. You also, at, very uh, good. At Chris Andrews tweeted this out, Rutgers, 75-1 to 1 to score the most points. That doesn't count when you play uh, an FCS school. Rutgers cashes 75 to one, and Tulane first touchdown in the early game 30 to one. Correct. That didn't take long. Oklahoma yet. had a turnover right away. Uh-huh. Yeah, and the result was a Tulane touchdown. So the 9 a.m. games, yeah, they were 30 to one to score the first touchdown. It was great. The, the North Carolina performance was terrible, and I said on Friday that I'm going to be, you know, I'm okay with the, you know what the, happened. The guys that they lost, yeah, it's a ton of talent, but they're going to be okay. One of their main wide receivers missed the game. Another guy wasn't close to 100%. Yeah, you might be right, though. But, I mean, it was all Howell. No, for the, for the, the full year. Yeah, for the full year, they're going to be fine, I think. But you're right. Howell looked lost. And I, Mac Brown had no clue on the sidelines either as that game was winding down. Uh, so I had a bigger problem with the coaching staff and Howell's play overall than anything else. I mean, that, that guy was the, again, on Friday when we're on the air, he's one of the Heisman favorites, and he was the shortest shot on the board to be the number one pick in the draft next year. Things can change. He's got a lot, a lot of football left to play this year. But ten in one points? game, one game, ten points, you look like that. Yeah, and Virginia Tech couldn't stop anybody last year. Ooh, rough way to start the season. Yeah. Mac Brown said it. We were overhyped and overrated. They punched us in the mouth. They did. But that third interception, just throwing it up for grabs. Yeah. I mean, that's it. Well, you're right, though, about the the preseason rankings. I, I've wanted the college football polls to go away for 20 years. Don't even start the polls until like the end of September or October. There's no point. Why? Why? Why have Wisconsin have number you know number twelve overall? Now North Carolina number ten. Um, it, these are it's different than power ratings, right? People are going to come up who bet this stuff with their own power ratings, obviously. But for the coaches and the AP and the media, there's no there's absolutely. Are you guessing? It's a total disservice. Yeah, every yeah, it year, is a guessing game. Every year there's a preseason top ten that loses five games. Too. Right, right, mm-hmm. and there's an unranked team that gets into like the top ten. Yeah, and they stay there for the entire year, and that's where they finish. All the bad beats, my God, the shenanigans, right? Oh, well, yeah, you get. I, that. I, I know, I know, but it was just it was I, it was one after another there with the late games, with with the horrible beats and what was going on. Right, right. <laughs> well, in, in the terms Kent of state game, the Kent State finishes an all timer. I know it's only one week, but I don't think I'm uh, jumping the gun with this. But the separation from the very top of the SEC and everywhere else, I mean, Ohio State appears to be, you know, they're probably going to be really good again this year. I'm sure Clemson will turn it around and be fine. Who knows about this Oklahoma team, the defense, whatever. But it's it's like Alabama, Georgia, and, you know, some of those other teams I talked about. There's a big but, gap. Oh, absolutely. No question. Yeah. We'll see more. Texas A&M has a chance. But other than that, I just... I don't think there's much there in the SEC. I think there's a huge drop-off. First hour, again, follow the money, presented exclusively by Bet Rivers, your hometown sportsbook. Check out their daily specials at BetRivers.com. We will discuss opening numbers for week number two up next. An eight-point move that didn't take long. Exclusive bets, daily specials, odds boosts, and the largest offer of live in-play options. BetRiver Sportsbook is the industry leader when it comes to online sports betting. And to make your experience even more rewarding, BetRivers offers the most live streams of major sports instant payouts in only one-time play through BetRivers, your hometown sportsbook. The offer is valid in Colorado, Iowa, Illinois, Indiana, Virginia, Michigan, and Pennsylvania. It's also available at PlaySugarHouse.com in New Jersey, and you must be 21. Here is your eight-point move. 
where we're sitting right now, it was the uh, East Carolina-South Carolina game. Matt Metcalf tweeted that out. Eight-point move, East Carolina favored by four. Um, That moved within, I think, probably half an hour. Is the graduate assistant going to play quarterback again? I mean, is that the... Is it, is it the plan yeah. here? Well, a lot of people were impressed with East Carolina and the loss to App State. So, or at least uh, unimpressed with South Carolina. Sure. But it was uh, a phenomenal schedule to start, and now eh, not so much in week two. Okay. We have two monster games. Other than that, not a great card. Now, what do you think of uh, Ohio State this morning at Bet Rivers Lane 14 and a half? Last Friday, the look-ahead number was Ohio State 12, which was bettable. Now 14 and a half. Is that too big of an adjustment? Is the NFL stud going to play? Last seen leaving in a walking boot. I believe he's going to be okay. Okay. Struggling at home with Fresno. I, I don't see how he can go under 62 and a half. I can tell you that. Mm-hmm. It screams points in that game. Man, it's a body clock game for Oregon. Yeah. I'm with you. I mean, when we had Brad Powers on Friday, he and I each talked about how the, the total might open in the low 70s. He said maybe upper 60s for yeah. sure. Hide the women and children in Florida against South Florida. Florida should be able to uh, name their score in that game. Yeah. You're, you're totally anti-South Florida this year. Terrible. Well, uh, based on what happened last year as well. Yeah, sure. 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 So they can show they're at least, <laughs> at least below average. They're not yeah. even out there. An abomination right yeah. now. What, what do you think of the Rutgers number at Syracuse? Opened up Rutgers one. Now they're two and a half. I think that's the right side. Really? I like Rutgers, yeah. Ah, okay. Well, Syracuse had like a nice one. one. Put it that way. Yeah, Syracuse went off the dog in that game against Ohio. And uh, took him out no problem, but we discussed this Thursday before the game was moved. Uh, Temple heading the wrong direction, and the job Carey's doing or not doing. Temple's a dumpster fire, so I would think that was more. That said more about Temple, what what happened in that game. So I, w- I would say not not so fast well, in that one. Side note: I actually think Temple opened up too short. By the way, you want to watch? Is that must watch TV or is that just to see how bad these teams are? Temple opened up three and a half at Akron. They're six and a half now. Oh, God. Okay, so better games than that. Toledo yep. opened up getting 20 at Notre Dame. I agree with this line move. They're now down to 18 and a half. Yep. A lot, of, Irish. Pe- a lot of people on the network high on Toledo. Sure, sure. Okay. Uh, Georgia is 28 against UAB. Hmm. UAB is going to score how many points? What's their, I, I can't yeah. wait to see the team total. What is it going to be, 10 and a half? They have a good defense, though. Uh, of course. That should be an under. Mm-hmm. That should be another low-scoring affair in a Georgia game. Well, let's see here. Iowa, Iowa State talked about this earlier. It was four. Now Iowa State's three and a half. Do you lean Hawkeyes? Absolutely. Yeah. He hasn't beat them. How do you not? Good game. I think that, to me that I'm more excited for that game than Oregon or uh, Ohio State. I'm with you. I like Iowa. Maybe you're scared off the fact that Iowa looked looked great and, and Iowa State struggled. Um, that that could be one cause for concern. The other thing is is Edsel's going to retire at the end of the season, which uh, okay will nudge you out the door. And they lose it. They used the Holy Cross. Yeah, and now their win total is two and a half. They're not yeah. going over this year. Yeah, they're a what are they a four touch? They're you're catching thirty two at home against Purdue. Well, did you see the highlight from that game? Oh, we can't show videos here on the show. But there's a coach over on the sideline who's uh, trying to rally the troops. He's screaming at him. He puts his hands up like this, and he's like, "Okay, let's go." You know, and he's going to expect all the team to like raise their hands as well and say, "Okay, no. team right on team on three, one, two, three, team, whatever." They all snubbed them. Nothing. 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 Boy, oh boy. I mean, it's already two games oh, in. It's yeah. like, let's get the season over with already. Uh, Washington at Michigan. Wolverines opened up five. They're that five seems and a short. Half. Well, that seems short. Well, that's because uh, of the Washington performance. Well, I, I don't know what to say. I mean, it's a 22-point home favorite. You score seven points. That's embarrassing. So was the Washington State game. Utah State was supposed to be atrocious this year. Sure. Rolovich gets beat as a big home favorite. I, I just, I don't have words. So, I would, I, I would think that's a low-scoring game, though, as well. Because Washington has a good defense. No, no this is interesting because uh, Bet Rivers right now, they're showing USC 16.5 this morning. I see 17.5 other spots. If you like USC, get it at Bet Rivers right now at 16.5. I could see, I mean, Stanford's going to be really bad again this year. Shaw, I don't like Clay Helton, but this could be like... Yeah, that's a lot of points, though. Ugh. Right, and then the Holy War. Oh. BYU out here couldn't put away Arizona. Uh-huh. Looked like they were going to, then the big safety kind of changed things. But uh, Utah opens up, what was it, six in the Holy War. Yeah, NC State opened up pick against Mississippi State. They're now laying two and a half. Good game. The Wolfpack, that's a good game. And Buffalo catching 11 and a half or 12 against Nebraska on the road. Michael Bulls in that game. 
Uh, up next, the good, the bad, and the ugly from the college football weekend. This conference really went 8-0 ATS. Welcome back. If you're looking for more sports betting discussion around your local teams, Bet Rivers has you covered. Bet Rivers has launched a series of CityCast designed to tackle sports betting from a local perspective. Chicago, Detroit, Philly, and Pittsburgh up and running with five new episodes every week. CityCast, subscribe to your local CityCast wherever you get your podcasts. Love coming in on Mondays. Win some, lose some, all the bad beats. And good, the badly ugly. We run it down and recap the football weekend. The good, it was a loser for me, but uh, a, a big win for the Mountain West and Nevada. I was still concerned with Wilcox and all that time to prepare, but that was big for Nevada and the win total and big for the conference. Now, I got up to a slow start, but they're able to come from behind, play solid defense. Once again, the Cal offense, come on. But a nice road win for Nevada. Texas San Antonio beats Illinois. I know Paul Stone and others were high on San Antonio and liked them to go over their win total. That's a good uh, road win for them. Also, Sark and Texas, as I mentioned, good start for Sark. Great running game. Card played well, and that's a nice win over a good Louisiana team. Score was misleading, and again, two huge fumbles in that game. One which uh, both went Texas way, but to blow out Louisiana and get the win there. The bad, you know, it's every year with the Oklahoma defense. Until I can see you can get it. That's Tulane at home. I don't know what happened with the offense, which that was a nice call by Stanford, Steve. Okay, you can't just assume every Oklahoma quarterback is going to be great. Correct. And say it's just going to be Murray or May and Mayfield and no drop off. Because it was ugly in the second half. And he had it's what, what uh, two interceptions, I think it was. But they only scored three points in the second half. But defensively, to let Tulane back in the game. Uh, Wisconsin. Execution, offense and defense. The blown coverages, 95 plays, and you managed 10 points, and at one point you ran 31 of 34 plays. Impossible. And the ugly, big favorites losing outright. Washington, Washington State. Vandy was laying three touchdowns and scored three points. And Georgia Tech got beat by Northern Illinois. And that was a six-point move as they got beat. And I don't understand it. I don't understand the hype train. The fact that he was up supposedly for these NFL jobs, you can have David Shaw. I mean, they're up 24 points. They're they're not even no sense of urgency. They score to cut it to 24-6. He doesn't go for two. Then he goes onside. He punts from the opponent's 36. Classic David Shaw. Classic. That's my good, bad, and ugly. All right, my good. Uh, again, what drop off at Alabama? 501 total yards, 28 first downs. Bryce Young, your new Heisman favorite, 27 to 38 for 344 and four touchdowns. Oh, man. Clockwork. Look, I mean, <laughs> nothing changes in the college football landscape until Nick Saban retires. That's it. Period. They're going to be like this for the next decade. So just get used to it. They're getting better and better and better. And you know what? Uh, you got to just give the guy a standing ovation because he realized the one thing that he was lacking a handful of years ago was stellar play at quarterback. And he said, screw it. We got to get progressive. I'm done winning these games 10-3, and uh, boy, oh boy, they are a machine. And the first halves for Alabama, sportsbook's worst nightmare Good now. Good point. And then you, call, you then you bet against them in the second half. Yeah. Which will be, but you're right about the bet. Here we go again with Bama first half. He was laughed at when he uh, brought Kiffin in, too. I give him yep. full marks. Yep. Uh, Georgia's defense, and Clemson, for that matter, but the Bulldogs allowed the Tigers to rush for two yards. Think about that for a second. They were 5-16 of 16 on third down. They had 14 first downs, three points, and the Clemson quarterback was sacked seven times. Iowa's defense, two pick sixes, held Indiana to 233 yards. IU uh, only managed 11 first downs the entire day. You brought up Northern Illinois. I love what they did late. Uh, a few minutes to go in the game, they went for two down 21-20. At Jot Tech on the road, said, screw it, we're not going to play for overtime or for a time. You know, whatever. Uh, we're going to go for the win. And that's exactly what they did. And how about this? The Big Sky Conference, 8-0 ATS versus FBS teams this week. Come on. 8-0. Remarkable job by that conference. You know, a lot of them catching between 22 and 40 points, but and it was capped off Saturday night by Portland State. 
covering 25 and a half at Hawaii. Yeah, Hawaii blew a big lead in that game. Yep. They are a terrible favorite. Horrendous. Yep. And Montana State almost uh, completed the Montana exacta. I mean, Wyoming now it was life and death to win that game. That's right. 1960. Uh, my bad, of course, to go over this again, the Pac-12, but you mentioned the Stanford loss, how bad that was. Uh, this tweet from Brad Powers tells it tells the whole story. UCLA is now 2-0 ATS, and they're covering on average by 14.3 points per game. The rest of the Pac-12, 2-9 ATS, missing the cover by 9.4 points per game. Wow. Uh, Clemson's uh, offense will look a lot better moving forward. But that performance was just, and, you know, again, credit the Georgia defense, but they did not look ready or good in that game. And uh, where are the good wins at on the schedule? Again, they play at NC State. That could be a good win. BC at home, okay. FSU at home. At Louisville, at South Carolina to close the season. ACC, ooh, man. Uh, And my ugly, I actually, I didn't know where to put this one. Is this good? Is this bad? Or is this ugly? The Kansas fans stormed the field after they hung on to beat South Dakota. They were 13-point favorites in that game. They barely won. Oh, come on. That was nip and tuck late. It looked like, yeah, I mean, if they lose that game, folks, I got, I got to tell you, there's a good chance they go under their win total of one, which is what it was at some books. And so it was the first win in, like, whatever, 600-plus days, I believe, and uh, the fans really taking it in. You know, I mean, not a lot to celebrate there in Lawrence on the football side of things, but so I guess you got to enjoy it when you can, but I thought that was kind of funny more than anything else. Yep. You could say one more ugly Howell in North Carolina and one more good UCLA in the rushing attack. Almost 500 yards of offense. And a good, they, good yeah, win. i got to be honest. They look good. Yeah. You know, maybe this is the year that Chip actually gets it together with that program, right? And by good, I mean, they, they have guys that can play. The running back, the tight end. And by the like, the quarterback hasn't been any, been any great shakes so far. If he could just, if he was just accurate, you had a, a big-time quarterback who could throw. That'd be a dangerous offense. Yeah, yeah. As for LSU, uh, did you see the pass by Max Johnson? So for for if you miss this, yeah, he's scrambling at What's he one doing? point. He's running like backwards. He picks up the ball and he chucks it left. You know, he's a lefty and he throws it behind him just to try to make a play. And I love the reaction after that. It's like if that's Patrick Mahomes, people are like, eh, good play. Yeah, can make it happen. People are barbecuing the kid. I was like, hey, look. I mean, it takes. You got to be a lunatic upstairs once in a while to try to pull a playoff like that. Yeah, he also loved the passion. They're lunatic fans. Ogeron's on the hot seat now. They're not. Well. Just, they're not happy with him. <laughs> they just won a national title. They're not happy. It's Chiswick all over again. Of course, yeah. And, and, and Malzahn as well. It's like you know, can you imagine that? It's like you win the national title and they look at it for excuses. Like, wow, you're getting credit for Cam Newton. Well, I mean, he had Burrow in that offense. Come on, okay. it was Brady. Yeah. It's like and then he's getting into it with a fan before the game. Oh, you got your sissy shirt. I mean, it's like, what? I see, I see. (laughs) I mean, he's going after a fan before the game, and UCLA's all over him on Twitter. I will say this, though. The fans, despite the hurricane, my God. Sure. Tens of thousands of LSU fans there. Uh, Up next, we'll recap the betting weekend again. Line moves, bad beats, and win some, lose some. Coming up next. Win some, lose some, presented by Bet Rivers, your hometown book. Get a 20% profit boost each day of the U.S. Open. Learn more at BetRivers.com. What a week it was. All the line moves. Here we go. Rough night. Can't call it a bad beat. Definitely lose some. Good night. How does it make you feel? Uh, oh, I absolutely hate them. I absolutely hate them. Follow the money looks back so we can learn for today. Everything's an adventure. In win some, lose some. Let the education commence. We start with Winsome and all the dogs who won outright. Northern Illinois, plus 750. One at Georgia Tech. Montana, 13 to 1. Washington, what? Seven points at home. 
<laughs> and by the way, would they have like 200 plus yards? Yeah. Ah, all the turnovers. Nothing offensively. East Tennessee State, 9-1 to on the money line. Beat Vandy, no problem. Vandy was laying three touchdowns. 23-3. to Utah State, plus 550. Supposed to be horrible. Who knows? They might be. They won at Pullman, 26-23. UFC, Roundtree, 7-1 to to win in round two. Brunson, 15-1 to by submission. 17-1 to to win in round three against Till. And Arosa by submission, seven to one and sixteen to one. Well, think about that for a second. That's one round three. That's one of the highest sub prices to come in since you've been doing this on the show for like four years. Fifteen to one by submission in the UFC. Yeah, you might get in a female fight that's supposed to go the distance and like a four fifty five dollar favorite to go over two and a half rounds. But yeah, absolutely lose some. Oregon State from ten down to seven, lost by nine against Purdue. Brom needed that one. Houston. Plus seven and a half went off the favorite. Lost by 17 against Tech. Georgia Tech, 13 and a half up to 19. Yeah, lost the game outright. Purdue, Oregon State over. 63 up to 68. That was no good. Washington State, 11 and a half up to 17. Couldn't even win the game. Vandy, of course, laying 21. And Washington laying 22. Lost outright. Bad for the books. Louisiana Tech, look at this move. From 30 down to 20 and a half. Blew the game. Absolutely blew the game. More on that coming up. Michigan State from 7 down to 3. How about that performance Friday? Oh. Wow, an offense. And again, the last six head-to-head have gone over. Well, I, I was I had the under in the game. I was dead on the first play from scrimmage. Oh, you did? Oh, I had the under. Oh, okay. Yep. Yeah, they, yeah, never had a shot. Charlotte Duke over. A winner for Paul Stone. But remember, this opened 56 and then a group said, buy sign, buy sign, went right. over. And then all oh, hell broke loose late. But if uh, the well, that landing spot was from 56 up to 60, it fell 59. It was chaos in the final three minutes. Yeah, put it this way. I'm watching the entire game. Uh, for that to fall 59 was almost impossible. Yep. Rice, 24 and a half down to 20. Arkansas by 21. Shenanigans in that game. Wisconsin, Penn State under. Ice cream, 53 down to 48, 16 to 10. Bama, 13 and a half up to 19 and a half. Routed Miami. South Alabama, plus two, went off a two-point favorite. No problems with Southern Miss. LSU, UCLA under, 67 down to 63. Bad landing spot, fell 65. Northern Iowa, never a sweat. 35 down to 29. Hung in there with a chance to win the game. Lost 16 to 10. Here we go. All your bad beats. Welcome back. I know this because I had it. San Jose State, second half, plus six and a half against USC. USC outscored the Spartans 17 rip in the fourth quarter. They cover the second half. There's not a lot of time left. It's third and 17 from the 20. They throw a touchdown pass yeah, to, to cover the six and a half. That really they had to outscore them 17 rip and then the, the third, because you think you run the ball, kick the field goal, right? Right, right. With a comfortable leap. Oh, the shenanigans in this game. Social media going crazy. And the play by play was awesome. Because they knew it. Kent State from 31 down to 28 against AM. They missed not one but two field goals on their final two drives. They attempted a field goal with two seconds left, fourth and goal from the from 25 yards out in the kitchen. 41-10. Okay. He missed one. He missed from 25 and I think 27, whatever it was. Why are you kicking a field goal down 41 to 10? Well. And then it was, I think it was third and goal from the one, and they and they passed and he was sacked. You think the coach knows? I mean, oh, absolutely. Going back to our absolute. What, what did the Godfather tell us that one time? Brent Musburger. Ninety-five percent. Ninety percent. Ninety percent sure. Yeah. yeah. Right. Okay. Of course he knows what he's doing. Why are you kicking a field goal there's, in a ball? Well, there's no other reason there other than to cover the spread. And a kid missed both. Yeah. Under yeah. thirty yards. La Tech money line. Again, they opened a thirty-point dog against Miss State. They gave up three late touchdowns, and then they they get in field goal range and they settle. And they just go conservative, run, run, run. And, of course, the kid's short from the field goal. Louisiana Tech blew that game. They blew that game so many ways. It was oh, tough to watch. There are multiple scores in the fourth quarter. They also were 3-1 to one on the money line in play with the ball down one. When Miss State, you know, took the lead, yep. like, which I couldn't believe. Rice plus 20. Outscored 21-0 in the fourth quarter. Arkansas refused. This happened in two games. They, the big favorite refused to take the knee. Again, you don't think they know what they're doing for the boosters right. and fan base? Sure. They refused. They could just take the knee, go home, right? Run the clock out. They wouldn't do it. They punched it in that late touchdown, which is very important. Charlotte under 57 or 58. Three touchdowns in the final three minutes to go over. 
Monroe, plus 31. Kentucky didn't take a knee. You get a huge run to set up first and goal when they were at midfield, and then they scored with a minute left to cover. Again, you can just take the knee and run it out. They wouldn't do it. A doozy Friday night. The A's plus $1.20. This ended their season, and uh, they didn't. They got swept. 8-2 in the eighth, 10-8 in the ninth. They blew both of them. Blue Jays walk off 11-10. And yesterday, Cardinals were up 5-1 in the ninth and blew it. A walk-off granny for the Brewers in the first five over. In the San Diego-Houston game was four and a half. It was three to one in the first inning. Nothing the rest of Nothing the way. Nothing the rest of the way. That was that? it. Um, All right, to the videos. Uh, for our podcast people and our radio listeners, get up there, subscribe, vcin.com. Be part of the program. Let's go. Look at this. Look at the dog here on the paddleboard. Oh, only one problem. Come Is that a fish? Well, See I, the fish gone? He chases after the fish and knocks the owner right into the water. I, I love the person who threw this. No, it's like a, th- a shoe or whatever. So oh, is the, that what? Yeah, is? watch. It comes in from the left here. The person knows the dog's going to go flying to get it and do this to the person on the board. Incredible. I love it. And this is this is Wally. I'll go to Wally in a second. Look at this. That's a pig. He got he got the pet pig and he just falls asleep at the pool. The pig said, "That's enough for me." <laughs> I mean, look at that. He's not passed out. God, if I could sleep like that. Oh <laughs> yeah, impressive. Very good. Excellent. And here's Wally. They know him well. Look at the size of this guy. Wally the walrus comes on. He almost takes the boat down himself when he gets up there. And this is, you want to talk about a big fella. He gets a workout with the knife and fork. No salad for this kid. Look at Wally climbing up there. And the people taking the video are just shocked at what happened. But apparently it's a regular occurrence out there. And they know him. That's Wally, bitch. Wait, wait, so hold on. So Wally hopping into a boat is yeah. a regular occurrence. Apparently, yeah. So he's almost single-handedly here <laughs> oh responsible for capsizing this boat. Yeah. Imagine. He nearly did it on his own. <laughs> That's a nice surprise if you go back to your boat. And I don't know. This was in Las Vegas. I don't know at what casino, but this is gangster. Look at this guy. If you can't see it, the guy wins $208,000. He's playing like Mitch. He's playing like $10 denomination on like 10 play. Which you do the math? What is five hundred a push? I think he wins two hundred eight thousand. It locks up. And, okay, I'll just go off to my right and sure. fire it away. No uh, celebration. No big deal. He just nonchalant. I'll just move on another machine while I wait for him to pay hand pay me and give me my two hundred eight thousand. Maybe I'll hit another one here. Yeah. Well, we've heard stories of this though from guys like Bob Dancer. You know, one of the best ever to play video poker. He's been on this show many many times. Um, that's what he does for a living. What he he's done this how many times? He would hit. You know, a jackpot. He would wait for the hand pay to come out. Now let me slide over to this machine. Oops, I just hit another one. But 208000 and just to be like, yeah, okay, let me slide over a little bit here to my right. I talked to a bartender last week. She saw two $40,000 Royals on the same machine in the span of three hands. What? How unbelievable is that? Huh. Win some loot, some presented by Bet Rivers, your hometown book. 20% profit boost each day of the U.S. Open. I mean, but that, yes, the, the coaches know the point spread. But also the announcers with the play-by-play made it so good in the end of that Kent State game. It's like, oh, wow, we got a bad beat here. What are they doing? I mean, this is, uh, doesn't make any sense. Like, why would you try out try out the field goal kicker when you're down 41-10? to 10? You're inside the 10-yard line. It's, I mean, you can practice special teams in practice. You don't have to do that in the game. Paul, again, it's it's quite obvious. And the broadcasters, the, right, they were saying, like you pointed out, Oh, for, for many of you watching right now, that's a bad result. Glass, Sorry yeah. about that one. There's two seconds left. Yeah, two yeah. seconds. He missed a 24-yard field goal. On the previous drive, it was fourth and goal from the eight. He missed a 25-yard field goal. <laughs> yeah. 41 to 10. Yeah, it kick, is. Kick, I, kicking field goals. I've been convinced my enti- you know, for a long, long time that uh, 90% at least. And to hear Brent Musburger, who's you know, done, called more games than anybody, been around the country, talked to all these guys, to say that on the show, like it's about 90% know the point spread. <laughs> I firmly believe that. Not good for the bridge. Put it this way. It's not like 30, 40%. It's way closer to 100% than it is to 50%. Yeah, yeah. Also, not good for the bridge jumpers, especially with the night games. Well, okay. A lot of those big favorites were at night. I thought this is a good tweet from uh, at Reno OSB. Oh, this was good. uh, Sitting with a guy who has a five-teamer, $5,000. He's sweating. The first four were already in. He had K-State minus three, Oklahoma money line, Alabama money line, Kentucky money line. He needed Miss State money line. Open as a 30-point favorite. Yep. Uh, they were down by 17, up by 14 early, looking like a big loss. Welcome back, college football. K 
can't rely on kids with big money, and somehow that guy cashed that ticket. The huge comeback. Louisiana Tech goes conservative, missed the field goal. Uh-huh. You know, Oklahoma, Tulane missed that by a yard. They might, they're going to lose that game, maybe. The kid comes up a yard short on fourth and whatever, fourth and 12. Well, it's, I mean, that's, what's going to happen with Oklahoma is they're going to score a zillion points this year. They're look, going to look impressive in a lot of these games. The Pac-12 is probably already out of the, the playoff picture. <laughs> uh, it's going to be Ohio State, wow. the only possibility from the Big Ten. And then it's going to be like, who else do we take? Well, how about Oklahoma? Their average score this year is 52 to 17. Well, I think USC and UCLA will be an enormous game at the end of the season. I don't disagree. Based, based on what happened in the first week with the rest of the conference, but that's yeah. Uh, the first hour of Follow the Money is presented exclusively by Bet Rivers, your hometown sports book. Get a twenty percent profit boost for each day at the U.S. Open. Uh, must be twenty-one plus. Offers not valid in all areas. Check BetRivers.com for full offer details and rules. Michael Lombardi on the NFL coming up next. Um, are the Cowboys in trouble here on Thursday night? Three six five. We don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play—from the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get one hundred and fifty dollars in bonus bets when you bet just five dollars. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet three six five. Twenty one plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call one eight hundred GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.